Hey guys, it's Sammy and Robbie back again to tell you about another upcoming con. And we're super excited about this one. Mm-hmm. It's another Indiana one. This one is Pop Con, Indie Pop Con to be exact. And it's going to be in Indianapolis, again at the Convention Center. Indiana Convention Center. Right in downtown Indianapolis. And Robbie will be there April 26th through the 28th. Yes. We were just at the Indiana Comic-Con, so if you missed us, Mm -hmm. you get a chance to meet us again Mm -hmm. at PopCon. Yes. Well, at least Robbie. At least me. Ashley will be there. Oh, yeah. Ashley will be there. That's an exciting thing. Ashley will be there, so you get to meet a lot of us on the network. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two-thirds. Two-thirds of it, yes. Mm -hmm. So, if you're coming to the show, please stop by the Limitless Broadcasting booth. Mm -hmm. We're always excited to see you. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I guess we'll see you guys at the show. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Limitless Broadcasting Network. This is Robbie Reviews. I feel the need. The need for speed. I'm going to make an offer again. Life was like a box of chocolates. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss First it. First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. So. Oh, I'll be back. Green, for lack of a better word, is good. Show me the clothes that we're doing. We don't need clothes. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Robbie Reviews. Today, I'm joined with a special guest. I am joined with Sammy. Hello again. She is back to cover Iron Claw with me. Mm-hmm. We saw this movie. We have a very great movie. Very, mm-hmm. very. She has a lot to say about it. So mm-hmm. I'm anxious to see what she has to say about it. Mm-hmm, but let me, sure. let me break down some of this, the summary mm-hmm. of this movie. Iron Claw is released in 2023. Was it released last year or this year? It was released last year. Oh, it came out in 2023? 2023. For some I thought it came out in 2020. Yeah. Okay. Running time of 132 minutes. Categories are biography, drama, and sports. The plot summary, the, story, the true story of the inseparable Von Erich brothers who made history in the intensely competitive world of professional wrestling in the early 1980s. Through tragedy and triumph, under the shadow of their domineering father and coach, the brothers seek larger-than-life immortality on the biggest stage in sports. Mm-hmm. This movie is directed by Sean Durkin. Mm-hmm. He is also written by Sean Durkin and Juliet Howell. Mm-hmm. And Angelus. Angus. Angus. Lamont. 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 Tessa Rose. Dren, Dren, Darren, Chef. I would designer. want to say Darren Schlesinger. Schlesinger. Uh, some of these, I wish some of these people could be named Bob. I know. Nobody's ever got a simple Composer name. Composer is Richard Reed Perry. Mm-hmm. Oh. Cinematographer, I can't even pronounce. Mat- 
Matea. Sorry, Matea's elderly. I can. I can. I don't we'll know. just I don't, go with Sammy's interpretation. I don't know. Where's Dan? He's better at this than me. Editor Matthew Hamas. Hanneman. Hanneman. Hanam. 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 Again, I wish some of these people were named just Bob. Mm-hmm. Casting director is Susan Shopmaker. That's pretty easy. Much simpler. Production designer and big shout out to this production designer because mm-hmm. he definitely he definitely did his job and mm-hmm. made you feel like you were in the world. Mm-hmm. James Price. Mm-hmm. Uh, this mu- this movie had a budget of fifteen million dollars. Mm. Um, Is that low? I feel like I had a fifteen million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. Opening weekend, it made four million eight hundred and sixty-eight thousand three hundred and seventy dollars. Mm-hmm. Gross is basically thirty million twenty-nine million two hundred and forty thousand twenty-eight dollars. Mm-hmm. Release date. Is December twenty second, two thousand twenty three. See, I did not realize that. Was it one of these things again? Yeah, it was really like released the around Boys Christmas. The boat? Yeah, it was released. Was it around. out? And because I don't remember seeing it listed as an option yeah. in theaters when I was looking for us for Christmas. That's why I asked. Yes, it was available. I mean, I like Boys in the Boat. Both of these movies are great to see. Yeah, maybe I just missed that um, when I was looking. Okay, cast. Holt McCallie? Callany? So again, I'm Callan so sorry if I butcher some of these names. Uh, he played Fritz von Erich. That's the dad, right? That's the dad. He's been in many and many things. All of the people in this movie are talented actors, and they make you believe you're in that period. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doris von Erich. This is the mother. Mm-hmm. Maria. It's Mara Tyranny. We'll go with Sammy's interpretation. I'm pretty sure I got that one right. Uh, young Kevin is Gra- Grady Wilson. Yeah. Uh, young David is Valentina. Valentine. Valentine. Newcomer. newcomer. Again, Kevin Von Erich is Zach Efron. Mm-hmm. Harris Dixon. Dixon mm-hmm. is David Von Erich. Another brother. Mm-hmm. Stan- There's a lot of brothers. <laughs> Stanley Simpson. Simon. S- Simons, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Played Mike Von Eric. Michelle Harmony. Michael. Michael, Michael I'm Har- sorry. Harney. Harney played Bill Mer- Mer- uh, Mercer. Mercer. Mm-hmm. He was the announcer. Oh, okay. And uh, Jeffrey, Jeremy Allen Wright. White. White, I'm sorry. Jeremy Allen Wright. White. White. I'm sorry, <laughs> like Walter White. Yes. Make sure you cut this in editing. Okay. Try Je- Jeremy Allen White. Carrie Von Eric. He okay. is the guy that played on Shameless. He's the bear. And the bear. That's he a big thing. currently won a Golden Glow. Big shout out to him for the bear. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, he. I, I think he just got a star on the Walk of Fame. No. Or is Zach... He was at Zach Efron. Zach Efron got... So when say, Zach got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, I was like, oh my goodness, look who's there with him. It's Jeremy. So... apparently he, they must be pretty good friends in real life. So I've been... 
I we've been a fan of him since Shameless. Right. But he's been in countless movies. Mm -hmm. But we'll get back to that. We're digressing. Yeah. Technical details. Uh, sound mix is Adobe Digital. Color info is color. Mm -hmm. Aspect ratio is 1.85 by 1. Form, uh, film format is 35 millimeter. Um, IMDB rating is an 8.1 out of 10. Wow. That's pretty high for IMDB. IMDB, a bunch of haters over there, so. Um, yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, uh, they gave it an 88% per, 88%. Critics gave it an 88%. That's high, too. That's high. Critics always hate everything. Audience gave it a 93%. So lots of good like um, ratings and scores. I'm surprised. Critics, what they say is profoundly acted and prof profoundly sad. The Iron Claw honors its fact-based story with dr dramatizations whose compassion exploration of the family ties is just as hard-hitting as its action in the wrestling ring. Well, I can agree with that. Audiences say the Iron Claw is profoundly emotional movie. We will get into that mm -hmm. with some outstanding acting in support of a very sad real life story. Sure. And uh, filming locations. Oh, Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge, Louisiana. No idea. And I told you that. I have a bunch of spoilers in this, but we'll get into the movie first okay. and then we'll. We'll come back to it. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I knew some of this. Okay. I, the reason why I'm incorporating some spoilers into this is because it pertains to the whole story. Mm hmm And I think you have to understand that mm -hmm. to kind of move on. Okay. Um, so what did you think of the overall plot and story of this? Well, so I always am down to see a Zac Efron movie. So... I know he's... I don't know if he still gets hate for being the high school musical kid or not, but I if he does, I think that's super unfair. So we should back up for a second. So the the movie follows the Eric Von Eric family. Right. And their dad was a wrestler. I think even his grandfather was a wrestler. But they have their own wrestling promotion business in mm -hmm. Baton Rouge. Mm -hmm. And he, the dad wanted to pass it down to his sons and his sons mm -hmm. and have a generational wrestling family. Mm -hmm. He wrestled and never won the world title. Right. So he profoundly wanted to pass that down to his children mm -hmm. so they could win mm -hmm. the title. Right. And this is way before like WWF. Mm -hmm. That does play in to it later in life. Mm -hmm. But when they were starting out, wrestling was based in subcategory, like sections. Right. So California would have a section and a managing department. And then Baton Rouge would have its own section and areas. And then they would all come together to wrestle each other to see who was the biggest. Mm -hmm. And then when WWE or WWF came into play, this is probably stuff you don't know, they bought up all those regions. And that's why you only have one mm. big wrestling foundation now. Gotcha. Because he bought those sub 
sections, categories, territories. Mm-hmm. And most people, if you're not a big wrestling fan, you don't know that. That's why no. WWF is such a big player because you don't have those territories anymore. Mm-mm. And if Vince McMahon wouldn't have done that, you would still have territories today. So that's kind of the backstory. If you're not a, I'm not a big wrestling fan. I will tell you, I did watch Carrie growing up in the WWF, Mm -hmm. but I had no idea what his backstory was until watching this movie. So what do you, what do you, so picking from there. What do you think of the overall story? I thought that's what you had me doing, and then you interrupted. I wanted to give them some. I'm just kidding. Some clarity, some context kidding. of everything before the actual story of the movie. No, I understand. So anyway, like I was saying, I enjoy watching a Zac Efron movie because I think he's an amazing actor. Very versatile. I think so, personally. I mean, Zac Efron has been in Seventeen again. High School Musical. He was even on Entourage. Well, no one cares about that. He he had he was in a couple of episodes. I don't care about he that. He fired. Let's say that for the Entourage fans, you know this. He fired Adam Davies and went over to Ari Gold. Anyway, but he's been in a lot of other movies. Correct. Yes, he's been in some emotional movies. Like he, he's really proven that he's not just the high school musical kid. Do you think he still gets typecast as a high school musical kid? Probably to a certain extent, because that's when everybody really got to know him. Matthew Perry, before he died, he was writing a script for Zac Efron to play him in the movie. Was he actually writing a script? I had read yeah. that somewhere that Matthew Perry had said he'd want he, I heard Zac that, Efron to play like him. I heard he was in the middle of writing a script and he oh. wanted Zac Efron himself to play him oh, in a biography wow. pick. Well, I mean, so they I'm, were together on 17 again, so they probably had a bond from that. So I'm hoping somebody else will pick up that writing mm-hmm. and continue it. I would love to see that yeah. project play out. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. all right, we'll continue. What am I saying? Because you've interrupted me like three times now. I'm sorry. So I'm just... I don't even know. What so what do you think about, about the story of this? It was sad. I didn't know. Like, literally, I saw a preview for it or an ad, maybe through AMC on Instagram or something. And I was like, look, there's a Zac Efron movie out. We should go see it. So Do that, you want to go see it? And I was like, it's about wrestling or something. I don't know anything about this, but I like Zac Efron, so we should go see. I was surprised movie. you wanted to see a wrestling movie. I wanted to see a Zac Efron movie. There's the difference. Okay. I like, like I said, I like him as an actor. I think he does well in the roles that he's placed in. And like you said, he's versatile, so... He can kind of just pop in and out of things and do a good job. I agree with that 100%. So that's why I wanted to see it and no idea anything about it. And this was like the most fucking depressing movie. It does not start off that way. You have no idea. In the beginning of it, they're all on a high note, love and life. I mean, each boy, Zac Efron is... Oh, wait, wait. I don't even think I would say that. Because first of all, at the very beginning of the movie... There, it's black and white because it's a flashback. Because it's a flashback, yes. Right, so when they're kids and the dad is still wrestling. And basically, if you really listen to the two parents talking, they're discussing the fact that 
They have no money, but he's like, well, the promoter said I should act like I do. So he went and got this newer car and she's like, what are you doing? Spend all of our money, you know? So, I mean, it's fun. Kind but of you fake can it to make it kind the, of thing. The tension there. And because Zac Efron is the main star in this as Kevin. So he is guiding, guiding us through the story. We're focused right. on him yeah, right. and his reactions to what happens to him. And he does a little narration for it, too. But at the very beginning, he's even saying, like, we all loved our dad. Because it was the patriarchy. I understand. But it's very heavily implied at the beginning that something is going to go very wrong right. with this family. There's right. going to be something. But he emphasizes, but we all loved and respected our dad. And I'm just like, well, clearly he's a problem. And we're going to find out why. No idea where we were going in the movie, but we're going to find out why. So I feel like they set it up right at the beginning that it's not perfect. And he said his mom is very religious. Mm -hmm. And both parents were not the best. Like the mom obviously had her own internal struggles with right. the situations of what happened to them. Right. But she still was very off putting. Didn't really provide emotional support to her kids. Didn't let them like, go figure it out. You know, like when Michael or no, I'm sorry, when Kevin right at the beginning of the movie, he comes to her and he says, Dad is too hard on Michael and she's basically just like, It's not my problem. Right. Like you're the big brother. Figure it out. You guys should just figure it out. And I'm just right. like, but Holy hell, Batman. you have to think this was a different time period. This was a different time period in the world. I mean, I most guess. people were like, like the late in the 70s, 80s. And the, if you ask people, most people are just like, figure it out for yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's how the time period was. Not that I'm making an excuse for it, mm -hmm. but that's how people were raised. And that vibe I continued mean, into our the movie. Let's just say that vibe continued into when we were being raised to a certain extent. And all the millennials are still fucked up from all of this. So probably not the best way to raise your children. I mean, I, I would agree with that. In my mm -hmm. when I grew up, my dad would say, Don't turn your problems into my problems. Figure it out. And that's how I was raised. That's it is why what it is, that's why sometimes I don't trust people. Mm -hmm. Like I'm very or nobody. I really trust nobody. To be honest with you, if you breathe wrong around Robbie, I have to hear about how I'm he just he can't deal with you. I'm anymore. so paranoid of people from traumatic experiences in my own past, and I'm just I, like fair, but yeah, you know something about him doesn't smell right. I'm done. Yes, that's literally how it goes. But I can relate to that part of the story mm -hmm. because that my dad, even my my dad was my best friend. I love him to death. Mm -hmm. I would have gone to the mattresses for him, and mm -hmm. I still would. I think eventually he wasn't so tough, and he mm -hmm. realized you know he needed a more compassionate hand. Right. And unfortunately, I think, that did not happen for the von Eric family. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, the dad was, he was instilling, we want a WWE title. We want the championship think, belt. And he was so hard on them. Hard on them to do that. And he also created an internal struggle. Rival, rivalry. And str yeah, rivalry. Competing. In between them. Because the brothers were so close. Like, you could tell. They would be just so stoic when the dad was talking to them. And the second he would walk off, it was just fun and games, goofy right. bonding. 
they were so close, but he would make this wedge appear by picking who he was going to focus on by saying things like when they're eating to Michael, like, well, Carrie's going to be an Olympian and your brother Kevin is on his way to a world title in wrestling, like nitpicking at him because he didn't want to do wrestling. That wasn't his thing. He wanted to do music, right? Nitpicking at him. And then when Kevin didn't get the world title, then all of a sudden he just blew him off and is like, I'm going to pick a different kid. Right. He was so focused on this one goal. Yeah. I feel like he stopped being a dad. Yeah. He stopped caring. Mm-hmm. He, he was just, he only had vi- tunnel vision for one thing and one thing only. Mm-hmm. And the hell with the rest. Yeah, exactly. It's terrible. So mm-hmm. in the beginning, one of the, who's the brother that wanted to do music? That's Michael. Mike. I feel like Michael should have focused on music the whole time. I feel mm-hmm. like the mother should have encouraged him to do that. Especially since she liked art. Right. And they say that she liked to paint. She liked to do art. Music is another art. I mean, why not encourage that? You already have enough kids doing sports things. Do you need the other one to do it? And then he later on joined the family business. And I think that was his mm-hmm. downfall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think that did anything for his he... mental health. During the story, he ends up getting hurt in the ring. He ends up giving, if I remember correctly, he ends up getting hurt or having a seizure or something. And it. Yeah, he's in the hospital right. in a coma. Oh, right. And it ends up fucking with him. Yeah, because when he wakes up, he's not, not even the, the same. same. He had brain but, damage. Yeah, you can tell. And they did such a good job portraying that in the movie where he's just sitting there and you're like, oh my. God, there's something wrong, you know? When they're doing the press conference mm-hmm. and they're saying, when are you going to return to the ring? And you can clearly see this kid is fucked up mm-hmm. and he has no business being in a wrestling ring. Mm-hmm. The emotion mm-hmm. behind that right. is and, just like, what the fuck? And you can tell Kevin is sitting next to him during this. And you can just tell that Kevin is kind of like, he should not. He should not be doing this. And, you know. Kevin tries to talk to his parents, mm-hmm. his mom, and let them know, you he know. sometimes talks to the brothers brother. directly. Right, exactly. Carrie. Yeah. And it just, I think that's the, they had a younger brother that died in the beginning. So, and we're yeah. kind of jump, jumping around. The, um, David. David. Uh, no, no, David is the one. Never mind. David's the one that died in the Tokyo. Um, so, David. Jack. Okay, so Jack Jr. was the one who no. was shocked and he drowned in a puddle at the age of six outside of his home. So he was the oldest brother, but right. he died at the age of six. And then everybody started looking at Zac Efron's character. Yeah, because he was the next, next oldest. oldest. Mm-hmm. And in the yeah. beginning, they go to a wrestling match, and this girl approaches Zac Efron's character, and uh, she's trying to get... She asked him out. Mm-hmm. It was a cute scene. It was a I cute scene. And yeah, then from when she's them, just like, did your parents not teach you to be polite and talk back to people? And it was so cute. And he's just like, wait a second, what? <laughs> yeah, he just didn't get it. It was so cute. And the way it was, it was pretty, a pretty great scene. Mm-hmm. Emotional behind it. Yes. 
And so, so who I, I'm getting, I, I apologize. I'm getting the brothers. There's so many brothers. Mm-hmm. Carrie was the one that played in WWE or WWF. Carrie is, yeah, Carrie's the one who won the, the world, world title and right. then, yeah, went off, left to go, yeah, into the WWF. Yeah. And he the won one. the Intercontinental Championship with WWE. Mm hmm. And then the night, we're kind of jumping around. This is such a great movie. Mm-hmm. You should definitely see it. Well, do you want to do some of your spoilers and yeah. can guide yes. that, like what we're talking about? So, so the dad, Fritz, um, he died of cancer in 1997 at the age of 68. But what this entire story is about is about the, the curse, curse, the Von Erich curse. Curse, exactly. Because five of his six sons died, died before he died. Right. Can you imagine that? I re- I know how it is to fe- lose a parent, mm-hmm. both of my parents. Can yeah. you imagine being a a mother or a, a mother or dad losing your? They say son, that's the siblings? worst. Yeah, to lose a child. That's what they say. Right. And they lost so many of them. And mm-hmm. so we we mentioned Jack Jr. was the one at six who died. Um, at at home, and then in 1984, David who joined. As a wrestler, he was the one after Kevin failed. Right. Say, he was the one selected by the dad to be the next champion. So he started traveling around trying to get the world title. David was sick. Yeah, he went, didn't know he was sick though. Well, no, he knew he was sick, but he didn't they know show, what kind of sick. They show Kevin saying like, "Ah, you should probably see a doctor." You know, Kevin does all these little things with his family where he tries to give them advice, and they blow it's not off. always really listened to. So David goes to Tokyo and dies from enteritis, which is basically like inflammation of the intestine, stomach. Like he he was severely sick. Pause right there. When that happened in the theater, that revelation, what were you thinking? Were you like, it was a what the fuck moment for uh, me. You and I were basically like when, because they just show Kevin driving up to the, the house and he walks in and the dad's just sitting there. And then he's just like, David died. And it's just like, you knew it wasn't going to be good. Yeah, and you just had this feeling, I feel like, because he bonds with David in the bathroom at his wedding where he's like, you know, maybe you shouldn't go. You seem like you're kind of pretty sick. You know, I don't, you don't have to go. Like, Kevin's basically like, you, you don't have to do it. Like, you have a decision to make on here. You don't have to do it. There's no obligation. But, of course, that's not how the family brothers feel in general. But see, this is where the dad comes in. Their dad is so driven for this fucking title. Mm-hmm. The hell with the consequences. And right. it forces the sons yes. to do whatever mm-hmm. they can to do this. Exactly. Because they're competing for their dad's love mm-hmm. and affection. Mm-hmm. And they think, if we can get a title, he's going to love me unconditionally. And that's mm-hmm. not even true in the long run. Right. Exactly. So continue. So David dies. So then they kind of fast forward. And now Michael is joined in. He's the one that. Uh, now, in real life, my understanding is he actually had started doing the wrestling thing before, before David died. Right. But in the movie, they imply it's after because David had passed. You know, they it's a movie. So um, but. He gets into that accident in the right. ring and he's all Fucked messed up. up and he can't even. I think the biggest thing was when he was sitting and trying to play the guitar, which they showed him doing 
so well earlier in the, in the movie and performing at like a frat party mm-hmm. like just enjoying it and he couldn't even play the guitar i think this is in it so this movie deals with a lot of like suicide oh oh yes yes exactly so mike overdoses i think that he just a- walks out into the field and just leaves a note I think that when he's playing the guitar and he that's, can't do I it, think I think he, that's when he made up in his head, uh, fuck all this noise. Yeah, I really think that was it. He's just like, he didn't have the will to live any longer. So he killed himself. They found him in the field. I for, didn't, didn't Carrie find him or uh, Zac Efron? They were, I, maybe Carrie spotted him first. They were all out in the field and I can't yeah. remember which boy spotted him first. But I think maybe it was Carrie yeah. when they were out there who finally spotted him. Um, can you imagine finding your brother dead just like that? I can't imagine finding any family member, friend. No, it's horrific. It's crazy. No, and they're just out there looking for him, probably assuming the worst, and that's exactly what happened. Um, in real life, Carrie shot himself in the chest in the family yard in 1993. So we're jumping ahead a little bit. So after that, we focus on Carrie. Because Carrie's the, gone to the WWF. Yes. He's, he's a big deal, deal. but he still no. is unhappy. He doesn't feel like his father cares. Right. And you can tell he comes back for a Christmas celebration with the family. Mm-hmm. And he can only stay one night. Mm-hmm. But you can tell that there's a conflict there. Like, he, Carrie starts fighting with his dad. Mm-hmm. And it he buys him a gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's important to the story. So yeah. Carrie buys his dad a gun mm-hmm. and he's like, you have this gun. We should go out and shoot it. Mm-hmm. And dad is like, I don't want to go out and shoot it right now. And mm-hmm. he gets pissed at him. Yeah. And so that's an important piece of the story because yes. when, when we fast track, he wins, Carrie wins the world championship and the internet continental title from the WWE. Mm-hmm. After... The movie makes it seem like after he won that, he goes on a motorcycle ride the same day, gets into an accident. Mm-hmm. And when the next scene you see him, like, you kind of get that there's something not right. He's You're like, pain. he's in pain. Yeah. And when he wakes up, you see him flip out of bed and get the crutches. And you're like, oh, he fucked up his leg or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then the next shot, you see he doesn't have a fucking foot. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah. What the fuck? Exactly. So he overcomes that to go back to, to wrestling and ends up still in the, the WWF. Yeah. yeah but right? he's in the WWF. Mm-hmm. But let's backtrack for a second. Like the struggle mm-hmm. that he had to do to get to that point again. Mm-hmm. Like you could see the pain because he was lacing up his boots. Mm-hmm. Like he had a prosthetic leg. Mm-hmm. And you could tell just by using it and the pain he was mm-hmm. feeling just yeah. to compete. Like there was one scene in particular, <clears throat> sorry, I'm going to cough. <clears throat> yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. You have Carrie and you have uh, Zachary Efron's character and they're wrestling mm-hmm. and he falls down mm-hmm. and Zach Efron's character is like, if you want to do this, get up. Mm-hmm. Get up, and he's actually struggling to get up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <coughs> and so, I think the reason why he did that is because of his father. Mm-hmm. 
No, that's exactly why. And he hears his father's voice, Mm -hmm. you know, pushing him, pushing him. And this is all that matters. Because this was another case where Kevin actually is telling him, you You don't have to go this fast. You should. Well, he says, number one, you can you can take this slower. You don't need to push yourself so much. Number two, you can go do something else. Right. You're free to go do something else. So, again, Kevin is trying to say this is not your only option, but. Ultimately, Carrie pursues it and he remains unhappy until he ultimately kills himself. So he does kill himself. So he go. So in the in the show. Carrie's character calls Zac Efron's. Kevin Kevin Mm -hmm. and says, you know, I'm not feeling right. I'm not doing this. Mm -hmm. And Zac Efron is trying to get to convince him to come back to his house Mm -hmm. so he can take care of him. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, I can't do it and hangs up on him. Yeah. Zac Efron's character calls the dad and says, you know, Carrie just called me. I'm really worried about him. Mm -hmm. We need to go there and get him some help. The dad basically kind of blows him off. Like yeah, he's he, basically like, you brothers figure it out. And I'm just like, no. No, you need no. to get off your ass and do it. Exactly. So moving forward, we find out that he's still depressed. Mm-hmm. He, we find out that the WWE is, well, it was WWF at that time, is not going to renew his contract. And I think this is a lot to do with why he kills himself. I think that's another big reason, yes. And I think mm-hmm. because it's such a big wrestling family, so he's not going to they're not going to renew his contract. And so he's only going to be able to do like smaller shows. Mhm. So he initially is just like, "Well, fuck it." So he goes home to the family farm. The gun that he gives his gifts his father Chris at that Christmas time, he uses it and shoots himself. Mhm. And Zac Efron's character, you in the movie, we see him driving up mm-hmm. to the family farm. Mm-hmm. And he knows and, something's and wrong. And knows something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And you see the brother's car parked with the door open, the radio playing. Mm-hmm. And you see him initially jump out, and he's frantically looking for him. Mm-hmm. Then all of, all, all of a sudden, you hear a bang. Mm-hmm. And he runs over, and he just... Mm-hmm. Breaks down. Mm-hmm. And um, then the dad runs out and he's like, what the hell? And then what's going on? And then Zach Efron's character is like, you should have protected him. Yes. I told you about him. Yeah. Kevin is like freaking out. He basically almost chokes the dad to death. Yeah. He attacks in, him. In that scene, he's just <laughs> yeah trying to strangle him. Mm-hmm. But it, he snaps out of it. And we should say during this time. The dad gave the wrestling his uh, territories to his son. So Mm -hmm. now his son owns the wrestling company. Yeah. So Kevin is running the promotion business and all of that. Right. Yes. Yeah. And during this time, he's trying to figure out if he wants to keep it, if he wants to sell it. Yeah. Because he's been approached to sell it off. And he's... And he tells his dad, you know, I'm really thinking about doing it. I could use the money. And it's not his necessarily his passion anymore. And, of course, his dad gives him a bunch of shit about that. You know, I didn't give you the business to sell it off, blah, blah, blah. And uh, this is important because it gives you the backstory of, like, his mm-hmm. mindset. Mm-hmm. And the dad's like, if you sell this business, you're no longer welcome in the house. Mm-hmm. 
fast forward to when Carrie dies. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, you should have protected him. You should have taken care of him. And you didn't. Mm-hmm. He uh, in the movie, he picks up the body and brings him to the house. Mm-hmm. And in this blurb flash, you see uh, Carrie in a boat. Yeah, so it's basically like what I assumed it was is Kevin imagining all the brothers back together. Yes, in the afterlife. Yes. And in the boat, you see uh, him flip this coin. Mm -hmm. And earlier in the movie, we should have mentioned this, that... Well, it ties back in here. It ties back in where his dad, the dad asks Zac Efron's character and... Carrie, Carrie and Kevin, Kevin to step to, up to replace David. Yeah, who's going to compete mm-hmm. for the world championship? Mm-hmm. He says, we'll flip a coin. Mm-hmm. And Carrie ended up winning. Mm-hmm. That same coin, mm-hmm. when he's paddling in the boat, mm-hmm. he puts down. Mm-hmm. And in mythology, you have to pay the toll from the yeah. land of the living mm-hmm. to the dead to be yeah admitted mm-hmm. and that's why he does it mm-hmm. oh that scene was like so depressing too because the boat pulls rose up and you see the two other brothers you see david and michael there you know and they all reunite and then you get to meet the youngest one jack who's only been really referenced kind of in passing in the movie they didn't really get into it but there's little baby six-year-old jack there too and all the brothers are reunited and it's so depressing. It's like the saddest thing ever. It's a beautiful scene, but oh my God, it's just. I'm like, reliving nice. it Ooh, twist. as we're talking about it. Yes. Like, but it was beautifully shot. So well done. It's so quiet during right. that scene. And yeah, it's just, I guess it gave Kevin the only piece he would ever have from right. the situation is picturing them together. Right. And now they're all just waiting on Kevin, you know? That's that's right. only probably way he could get any way around it. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. During the time that brothers are passing, mm-hmm. the dad tells the brothers, Carrie and Zach Efron's character, I don't want to hear any crying about this. We just move on. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. And in the theater, when he does that, you're just like, what the fuck? It's horrible. Like, you feel mm-hmm. the emotion. Yes. And then the mom, during Carrie's Yeah, it was funeral, Carrie's, yeah. She's like, I can't go because I don't have a dress. Everybody's yeah, going to be. Kevin's wife comes in and is like, you know, we have to go. And she's just like, well, I can't, I I can't, can't go because dress. I have the same dress. And she's, and you know, um. And I can't remember her name right now, but Kevin's wife is basically like, no one's going to care. It's, you know, we understand it's fine. But like that was a nice humanizing way to bring the mom back around. Right. That, you know, because she's trying not to show any emotion, but that's just something, you know, it's irrational. It doesn't make any sense where she's just like, why I can't go because I only have the one dress. Right. And I've already worn it. Right. And another he, funeral. It kind of humanizes her, her mm-hmm. a little bit. She knows. I feel like in that moment, she knew that she fucked up mm-hmm. and she should have been more loving and supportive of her kids. Yeah. And that's why she's more redeemable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After. Uh, after Carrie's passing, mm-hmm. Zach Efron's character goes ahead. and Well, 
I think we should actually touch on something else before we okay. continue on. So there is actually another brother that yes. was not in the script. Yes. His I name sh- is Chris. Yes. Chris von Eric. Um, he was actually, so he was the youngest brother. Also died by suicide, a gunshot, self-inflicted in 1991 at the age of 21. And that was about a year and a half before Carrie committed suicide. So you have Mike, Chris, and Carrie all committing suicide. Um, Chris was also in the wrestling business with his brothers, um, but he was short. Right. So he's only five foot five. So he's like barely taller than me. Really. Um, so they were like, well, you're too short. You're not that athletic enough to really become a star like your other brothers. Right. Uh-huh. Carrie, Kevin and David in particular. Um, so what I read was that when they were putting the movie together and the director who also wrote it, as he said, he basically was like, he didn't want to leave anybody out. Right. Because right. it's the truth of the story. But he said it was just it was too depressing. He's like, you know, there's only so much the audience can handle. And the real truth, the real life, what happened to these people was too sad to put in the movie, to put another death, another brother, another suicide. So he ultimately left it out because he said the audiences just would not be able to handle it. And I'm just like, yep. I don't think I could have sat there and had another fucking brother kill himself in this movie. You know, the curse, right? That's Again. the curse. And there's actually, when you look up the curse, there's even like other wrestlers that were involved around them who died of like suicide or mysterious circumstances. So it's not even just the Von Erics. Like there's other people that were around them that also died mysteriously or killed themselves. Do you think that there was really a curse? I don't. It seems pretty sketch. Do, do you believe in curses like I that? Mean, I don't even know if it, you want to say curse or if it all comes. Sorry, dad, but it all comes back to Fritz. And the, just the way he portrayed not, not keeping the family together. Yeah, just not acknowledging that these are all people with feelings that need to be nurtured and you should be paying more attention to what's going on around you. I mean, and I don't know what happened with the other wrestlers, but I can't imagine if they were involved with him that they were treated any differently. I agree. So it probably all comes back, back to, to that. the father. Yes. So uh, let me see. Uh, I think we may have covered, I'm just looking because I think we, yeah, we talked about a lot of these other spoilers, I think, that were in here. Yeah, so the last one will tie into where you were going, so right. go ahead. So, after Carrie's passing. Yes. He's the last brother. Yeah. yeah Ra- uh, Zach Efron's character. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I, Kevin. Kevin. Sells the business. Mm-hmm. Sells the promotion company. Mm-hmm. The guy that bought it for him still kept him on to wrestle. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a big, big breakthrough because he needed the money. Mm-hmm. And again, this is where WWE is coming in, Vince McMahon, and really ends up buying this mm-hmm. company from them. Right. So, but this is just beforehand. Mm-hmm. Before that gentleman bought the company, mm-hmm. in the movie they say, your dad called us, called me out to the ranch. Oh. And tried to strong arm me not to buy this company. Mm -hmm. And uh, Zach Efron's character is like, I'm glad that didn't work. Mm -hmm. And that's the last time Zach Efron's character spoke to his father. Mm -hmm. And you can kind of see a shift between the mother and the father. Because in one of the scenes after this, 
the dad walks in and he's talking to the wife and he's painting. Yeah, she's she's it's sitting in, in the kitchen, kitchen painting. You yeah. don't see her. Mm-hmm. She's off camera, but you know they're having a conversation. And he's like, they're talking about dinner. Oh, what do you want to do for dinner? She's like, I'm not. Uh, he says she said something. He asked, "What's what, for dinner?" What's for dinner? She's like, I didn't she, make that's what she said. Yeah, I'm and not, he's basically like, "Why are you gonna make dinner?" And she's just like, like, "I'm not hungry." No, and you can tell there's a shift mm-hmm. there. Yeah, and I think in that moment, the dad realizes she blames him mm-hmm. for the fall of the family, mm-hmm. and I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and. The we get the closure ish so, with Kevin's character because he does go on to have kids. You know, he has his own life, he has his own family. We should mention something. So, <laughs> what do you want me to mention? Um, in the when Kevin is marrying his girlfriend, he's like, Oh, what do you want to happen? He wants to have a house right. that everybody comes to live with him. His family comes and they all live together. It's a big communal yeah, situation. And um, right at the end, we see that starting because he's, he's got his kids with his wife. And it's so sad because he's sitting there watching two little boys play together. And he's just in that moment... They have Kevin sitting there watching them play in the distance and he cries. And this yeah. is the first time in the entire movie that he has cried. Because remember, they don't cry in the van, Eric family. They're emotionless. You just move past it. He sits and he cries and he finally mourns for his brothers and the life that they had together and the life that he knew they could have continued to have together because they did have such an amazing bond when you saw them together. And the director had actually told Zach Efron. Don't cry until the last day of shooting. When they film this scene where Kevin is seeing his family and his the two brothers, the new generation. So that was the purpose for that. And it but it made it so much more impactful when Kevin finally did sit and finally just acknowledge everything that happened to him. Right. And the little boys come over and they're like, What's wrong? And you know, and he basically is trying to say, like, you know, you I used to be a brother. Well, he said, you know, I used to be a brother and, you know, he's happy they have each other. And, you know, basically trying to say, like, you know, you shouldn't cry. But the little, his little kids are, you know, like, no, it's, it's fine, you know, and they're comforting him. And it's so cute and emotional and all the things right there in the scene. Can you imagine filming this movie if you're Zach Efron? Like the motion. I'm, I'm struggling telling you this. I don't know how Zac Efron got through this. Yes, because his character just has so much to deal with. Yes. Because really and truly, Kevin is the one trying to keep the family together. Right. He's the one who, you know, the, they put all the burden on to basically Correct. keep the brothers going and train the other brothers. And you're going to be the world champion. Well, you screwed it up because you couldn't handle it. So I'm going to pick a different one. Right. And I expect you to train him and be happy for him. Without being allowed to acknowledge that that's hard for him. Right. And that maybe he's jealous of his brother, but it doesn't mean he's not happy for his brother and doesn't want good things, but it's hard for them to sometimes communicate that with each other. Correct. You know, I mean, they do at certain points in the movie, they, they're able to kind of hash that out. But, you know, the it just, it pissed me off every time you would see the dad trying to come in between them 
and then you get to see how close the brothers were. They they all just should have been together in this instead of being pitted against each other. I agree with you. You know, it's a hundred percent. It's just very, very emotional. Oh, yes. But the movie is just it's phenomenal. So well done. And at the end, you do get to see a real life photo, photo of, him. of him and all of the family he has created. And it is wonderful to see that, that the real Kevin. I think he did gets get his closure. His wish. Yes. I mean, he's never going to have his his brothers and he's always going to have that void. heartache and void. Yes. But. He did get his wish going forward, and I'm sure that that family is just so well cared for by him. I, don't, I doubt he has anything to do with wrestling right now. I think I was reading actually some of the kids, um, either his kids or the grandkids are actually doing some wrestling. So really? I don't think he ever really got out of it completely, but I have no doubt that he is much more compassionate. Right, than his father. Yes, in dealing do with you, whatever they choose to do. Do you think he talks to his mother? I would hope maybe they were able to come to some sort of that was my understanding, next thing but I don't know is if he and his mother were able to work out. I would hope their issues, but it's hard to say because it. I mean, she was just not as active in it, but still had a big part big where she wasn't part, stepping yeah. up, and even when he asked her for help, right, she, she didn't do it. So, so would you see this movie again? Yeah, I'd be depressed. For how long did you say the movie was? It's uh, how long is it? It's 132 uh, minutes. minutes. So I'll sit and be depressed for 132 minutes. Did it seem and like then another hour afterwards? Did you did it seem like 132 minutes when you were no. watching it? No, the it movie didn't drag did not, at all. No, the movie, the storyline, no, it did not drag at all. I mean, it almost got to the point where you didn't want it to continue because you're just like, what's around I, the corner, right? You know, I'm just like, well, is Kevin going to die now? Like, what the hell? It's a very emotional movie. Yes. It's still it's a, tugs on our heartstrings it's now. It's a sports movie, but it's not a sports movie because it's mostly about the relationships between the characters right. and what Kevin is going through emotionally in his journey. So it does have a lot of sports in it, but it's not so heavy on the wrestling that right. it's what I would call a sports movie. For those of you that are not sports or yeah. wrestling fans, it doesn't negate you from mm -mm. seeing the movie. And this is an A24 movie. Mm -hmm. And usually A24 movies are weird. And this was not. I'm nothing against A24, but I like them. They're an independent company, but most mm -hmm. of their movies are somewhat weird. Okay. So, what would you rate this movie out of 10? I just want to give it a 10. I would, too. I mean, honestly. Like, I know we, we tend to rate movies high because we just love movies. Right. But yeah. I, I just, would give this a 10. Oh. All through the board, I would give it a 10. Yeah. Like, location, sets, yeah, music. Yeah, I mean, you got the 70s into 80s vibes. Right. The costuming was very well done. The style, God, the hair was terrible. Right. Zach Efron's hair I hated it Bothered so, me much, so much, but it was appropriate. Right. But I was like, please, could we just get him a haircut? Oh, absolutely. And some moose or something. Absolutely. It is driving me nuts. But it was super timely and appropriate. The costumes, they they did such a good job with the wrestling, too. I think when they would show between when they were in like the minor leagues right. versus when Carrie was out there, mm -hmm. I do think the... They did a great job of showing the contrast between right. them. I thought that was really well done as well. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, I got the vibe. I'm like, this is the 70s. 
Yeah. Into the 80s it as well it progressed because it went into the 80s, you know, by the end of the movie. So. Yeah, I feel like you could really tell that. What else? Would you, would you refer this movie to somebody? Yeah, I definitely think it's worth watching. Anybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again. All the, all the it's questions. It's depressing, I'm, but it's so good. Yeah. I would ask you, you would rate it a 10. So, yeah, the storyline, the way plot, it was filmed, the cinematography, characters. I thought was really well done in the way that they showed the wrestling. And, you know, I thought that the way they filmed it was always well done to show in the ring, outside of the ring, whatever it was. But it's particularly when they were doing the actual wrestling, they cut a lot. So, right. you know, there was a lot to look at. And then, like, that one time when Zach didn't. Kevin, you got me doing now. Kevin didn't know he was going to be thrown out of the ring when he was supposed to be going for the world championship title. And it was horrifying because he hits the cement and then he just lays there. And the way they filmed it, you were just like, is he okay? Like, you just could feel that he couldn't breathe and, you know, that he was in pain. And the dad was like, what? What happened? And he was he like... thrown a fucking cement ground. What do you he, think happened? He was like, I wasn't... I wouldn't, I've never been thrown that far before, and hard before. And he said they didn't discuss that ahead and, of time. And it wasn't part of the script. It wasn't part of what they were supposed to do. So he wasn't even prepared for it. And his dad was like, you just got to shake that off and bop back up. You go shake and it I, off, Fritz. And I wanted to be like, yeah, you shake it off and see what it feels like. Motherfucker, you go do it. God, yeah, that made me so angry. I mean... Kevin. People say wrestling is staged. I think there's a staged outcome. Well, and do you remember, just just to go on that before we move forward, when Zach is trying, um, Kevin is trying to explain it to his girlfriend, right? Yeah. He does acknowledge, he's just like, well, it depends how well you're performing. Right. You get promoted. Right. So you win, right? right. Matches. It's and a get performance. Promoted. So, yes. I there mean, is it's, a, it's like an actor in a movie. Yeah. There's a set outcome, but you they grade you on your performance and mm -hmm. how you entertain the crowd. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's how you're promoted within. Mm hmm the wrestling industry. And something just occurred to me that we didn't acknowledge during our entire discussion so far is why is the movie called The Iron Claw? You're, that's another reason. Because you might be sitting here and like, okay, why so, did they name it that? So that's the dad's finishing move. Mm -hmm. That was his like pin move. Mm -hmm. And so he passed that down to generations yeah, to generations. The Iron Claw. So you face. grab it on your face and like submit your partner. Mm-hmm. That, that's a good catch. I didn't have that. Yeah, I just realized we didn't acknowledge that the movie was called The Iron Claw. That, that's why. <laughs> that's why. And actually, interestingly enough, Kevin doesn't do that move. Uh, David. Yes. David does the move. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. So that's another little thing. And then I, I don't know. Does Carrie do it? Carrie must do it. I think Carrie does forward. it as well. Yeah. But they don't really show. I don't think Kevin ever does it. They show David doing it when they're partnered up in the ring together. And then, yeah, I think Carrie does it, but that's not actually something that Kevin was shown doing. I think Kevin wanted to be his own wrestler. He want, he acknowledged that he had a wrestling family, mm -hmm. but he wanted to establish himself independently mm -hmm. from his family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know we've been going on and on about this mm -hmm. movie, but we have nothing but good things to say. Oh, it's such uh, a good movie. It's a tearjerker. Yes, it is. Yeah, be prepared. It is well worth it. It's a Zac wonderful Efron, movie, but it is The depressing. whole cast did a great job. And yeah, Zac Efron really carries the movie. 
Yes. Everybody, all the brothers together, though, all of those actors, amazing. Yeah. And especially, I mean, like we were shouting out, like, you know, um, Jeremy. Jeremy, because Carrie and Kevin, I would say, have the most interesting dynamic of the brothers because they're the ones that are closest in age and have the most competition. It would be really nice if we could try to get a hold of him. Who? Uh, Zach Efron's character in real life. I wonder oh, if, I wonder, Kevin. I wonder okay. if we could actually get a hold of him. I don't know. It'd be fascinating to and to see where him, he is now, what he's yeah. doing, what his family's up to. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things I'll try to do as a bonus content mm-hmm. is see that if I can really get a hold of him. Mm-hmm. You would have we have a new subscription service coming out. Mm-hmm. It's limitlessbroadcasting.com. Mm-hmm. You would have to subscribe to our channel to get that content, but mm-hmm. I will see what I can do to do that to, yeah. to facilitate mm-hmm. that interview. Yeah, it's just fascinating. So, any any closing remarks you think we didn't mention? Or? I think we've covered the movie pretty so pretty go. much. Yeah, I know this I'm, by listening to us. You understand that there's spoilers, but go out and see this. Mm-hmm. It's a independent movie. Support independent production mm-hmm. companies. Yeah, and yeah, thank you for tuning in mm-hmm. to this episode of Robbie Reviews. Mm-hmm. The next episode I am going to be covering. And I think I'm going to have my uh, co-host from the Partner Complex on. Mm-hmm. Marvin is Aquaman. Okay. So we're... Yes. It'll we're, either be Aquaman or The Expendables that'll yes. be coming out next. Just want to say as the editor. Yeah. Sammy does a lot of editing. Depending on which one I get put together first. But yes. So Expendables is coming. Aquaman, Aquaman is- the newest movie, is coming. Wish is Wish coming. coming. Yes. We'll have Wish out. Should be the week that it deba- debates. De- de- debuts, debuts on Disney Plus. On Disney Plus. Yeah. So that'll be in February. That one will be out. Super excited to talk about so, Wish as well. That much less depressed. We're going to have Sammy on that one because there's a yes. bunch of stuff on Wish that I liked, but I'm not a huge Disney fan like mm, she I is. I love to talk and about it. And she caught a lot of stuff. That would be entertaining to you guys. Yeah, a lot of inside Easter eggs that Disney planted in Honest, there. Honestly, that episode might be part of our subscription base. Mm-hmm. Because we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. When we get there. We'll but, get there. But yeah. uh, there's so much stuff that is to be said mm-hmm. about that. So yeah. we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. But also, just a quick shout out, since we are in January still, Robbie... Will be in Atlanta. Yes, uh, the twenty. Well, the twenty sixth to the twenty eighth, mm-hmm. we are going Days of the Dead, Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Super excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, we having a pre launch campaign for Limitless Broadcasting. That's our streaming service mm-hmm. and our podcast streaming service. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're kicking off a pre launch campaign. So if you pay for six months, you get six months free mm-hmm. since it's an initial launch. Plus. You get our Limitless newsletter free for the mm-hmm. whole year yeah. for signing up. Mm-hmm. And then you get discount codes for our merchandise. Mm-hmm. I'm currently wearing Actually, one of our yes, shirts. Uh, Frankenstein, one of my Frankenstein. favorites. Probably my favorite. And uh, we have new products we are launching. We're going to have tumblers at the show that mm-hmm. I've literally learned how to press tumblers mm-hmm. for the good of the company. Yeah. So I, you should see me. I'm 
printing tumblers. I'm printing shirts. Mm-hmm. Eventually, we will have keychains that will be at the House of Mouse Expo. That's the plan. Yeah, when we're at the House of Mouse Expo in March, we're hoping to have some other new merchandise too. And, and just announced today, um, '90s Con is going to come back, but yes. that's going to be in Daytona. So we will in be September, in yes. September. We will be. At a booth there. Yeah, they don't have the applications open yet, but we will be watching it like a hawk. Yes. Because we had a blast. That was one of our best shows. Yes, it was a great time. So, yeah, hopefully they, they don't have the dates up, but they do say tickets will be on sale by the 20th. Oh. Which is, what is today? Uh, well, the 15th We are tomorrow. recording on the 14th. So, this, yeah, this episode this. should be out on the 19th, which means they should go live tomorrow on the 20th. So, thank you guys for tuning in. Mm -hmm. Please like, subscribe, comment below, share this episode with a friend. Mm -hmm. Really helps our content out. Mm -hmm. And thank you for tuning in. Yes, and we'll see you next time. Yeah, you guys go to the movies. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. Bye. Hasta la vista, baby. Robbie Reviews is hosted by Robbie Brooksby as part of the Limitless Broadcasting Network. Post-production and intro by Sammy Brooksby. Follow the show on Instagram at Robbie Reviews Movies. Check out the other shows on our network by following at Limitless Broadcasting on Instagram and at 1950 Studios on TikTok. See you next time. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Hey family, it's Ashley Danny. Guess what? Part two of the fourth season of the By Ashley Danny podcast is now available starting on the first Saturday of January, which is the 7th. We are going to be talking about old books. We're going to be talking about new books. And you know what? We're also going to throw in some relationship talk. Want to know why? Check out the first episode and I will tell you all about it. Come see me and I can't wait to hang out with my family.